We're sitting on the most perfect beach in the world, and all we can think about is where. Where can I hook up my quantum? Digital pen part at work. Yeah, you apparently didn't put one of the new cover sheets on your TPS report. Who should we send it to first? Just a couple of people. The question is, who are they going to send it to? This podcast is brought to you by Search Engine Journal, and you're listening to Marketing Nerds. Hi everyone, this is Kelsey Jones, Executive Editor of Search Engine Journal, and today on Marketing Nerds, I have Jeff Bullis, who is the CEO and founder of JeffBullis.com. Jeff, thank you so much for joining me today. It's a pleasure, Kelsey. Great to be here from uh, Sydney, Australia. Yes, I know that we have a crazy time difference. It's already the next day where you are. <laughs> yeah, well, we, um, we, live in a, we live in the future, actually, so... Um... <laughs> We just don't tell the uh, people who live in America that we're actually ahead of them. <laughs> That's probably best, I think. <laughs> yeah. We would hate to burst that bubble. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I invited you on to Marketing Nerds because I love your blog. I mean, I subscribe to it, read all the posts. You always have really great content. And so I know that you get tens of thousands of visits per day and you're well-known in the digital marketing space, you know, as a speaker and an author and your blog, of course. Uh, one thing that I that we get a lot of questions about at Search Engine Journal is how people who have their own blogs can grow their presence and their traffic. And so I thought it'd be really interesting if you could just talk about, you know, how you grew uh, your website and your blog and kind of your profile in our industry. Yes, it started with uh, me discovering social media and also discovering the power of content to attract traffic. So I came across a book by David Meerman Scott's The New Rules of Marketing and PR in 2008. And they uh, sort of said this, you know, the old rules of marketing were, were broken. We need to look at, you know, attracting customers rather than, you know, being inbound rather than outbound, which inbound is another term for content marketing, really. And I thought that was really interesting because I've been doing a lot of outbound marketing my time, cold calling and in the offline world. And so that really resonated with me. And then I discovered social media. And then I came upon a blog post by HubSpot and said, if you just have an inkling what to start, what to write about, just start. So... I decided to start a blog and essentially I became my own crush test dummy really to uh, see if attracting people through content and social media would work and so I started the blog in 2009 and I realized early that the power of social media to actually reach an audience globally and I used Twitter and I realized that Twitter was a very powerful medium to actually earn attention online by building followers and then um, posting the content to Twitter and then creating traffic that way. So that was my initial tactic. And I would say at the end of the day that Twitter has been uh, one of my biggest ways to create brand awareness online and attract traffic is actually by building uh, a Twitter following and using that. Okay, awesome. Yeah, and you have a really good following on Twitter and Facebook too. How do you balance, um, you know, your content? I mean, did you do you have a set strategy for Twitter and Facebook? Like, you know, I'll only tweet my own stuff this many times, you know, as opposed to outside links or things like that. Um, I experimented with Twitter and Facebook and realized that 
uh, Twitter seemed to generate more earn traffic for me, so I stuck with that. But I experimented with frequency on Twitter. Some people you know, only tweak once or twice a day. Um, but I actually early decided to automate um, my content distribution on Twitter. So I actually uh, used a platform called Social Oomph to um, tweet every 15 minutes and also realized that um, creating evergreen content was important, which means that you could actually repeat um, the content and repeat the tweets. So I automated Twitter early on, which um, a lot of people didn't agree with because they didn't see it as being social. In other words, the social media purists, I call them. So automation <laughs> was frowned upon, especially five years ago, whereas now almost every company um, and every brand uh, has realized that the re only really way to scale is actually to automate. And so you're seeing the rise of just you know, a whole range of marketing platforms from enterprise right down that actually automate your marketing from email to social mm -hmm. um, to even doing paid. So um, automation's become essential. And uh, there's a lot more noise online, so the competition's larger, and that's only going to get worse in the next few years. As an estimated three billion more people come online, and essentially a lot of those will be coming online on mobiles. Wow! Yeah, that's a lot. Um, I, you know, at Search Engine Journal, we use a lot of automation as well. We use Buffer, and we schedule a lot of our posts in advance. And like you said, you have to tweet and post more frequently so you know you kind of get your messages seen because there's so many brands and blogs and people on social media and like you said it's only going to continue to increase right yep so have the you know things you've learned experimenting and testing things on your uh, your website social media profiles have has that then helped you create content for the blog since what you're experimenting with is really what you write about as well that's right so what I find is that um, something that really resonates with an audience I'll do more of so if I write an article about you know, a, you know building uh, an email list or uh, how to use Twitter or if I find some content really resonates I'll do more of that topic so by listening to the audience and understanding what sort of content they're wanting to learn about, uh, that gives me the inspiration and also the information to actually create content around what really resonates with, the, uh, with my readers. Yeah, it always helps to know what people want to read about, for sure. Um, I know that some of our SCJ contributors have written for your site. How did you get started in kind of allowing and recruiting other people to write for your website? Um, I realized that uh, to maintain the content, both the standard as well as uh, the quantity, was to actually involve other people um, so I could give them attention and they could actually contribute by uh, providing content. And also the standard of contents increased as well over the last six years since I started the blog. Um, I remember I wrote my second blog post was 106 words. Yeah. <laughs> so whereas today, yeah, so that's, you know, if I was doing 106 words per day, unless I'm Seth Godin, that's really not going to cut it. <laughs> yeah. So I, what's, we're finding out a standard that includes visuals. Um, so you get a lot of screenshots, a lot of how-to blog posts. Uh, and typically they can be 1,000 to 2,000 words. And that's, and to pump that out every day. So typically the blog um, 
does we put out you know essentially one article per day uh, each working week. In other words, five days a week. Um, I discovered that works well. So you need to be persistent. Content creation, persistence, and consistency is really important if you want to build an audience. You've got to think of yourself as a publisher, and publishers uh, publish regularly. Some publish you know weekly, some publish monthly. Uh, on the online web, people like fresh news. Google hates silence, so if you're yeah. going to be uh, building um, a, a blog that attracts organic search engine traffic, then Google's going to be need to seeing constant uh, content creation. Yeah, exactly. When I went to South by Southwest Interactive in March, there was actually an entire session about that that was the rise of the newsroom brands as publishers. So yep. it just talked about how brands really need to step it up when it comes to content. And that's kind of, I kind of see SEO shifting, you know, more paying more attention to that long content that's really high quality. And um, I've done some studies on, you know, what users are looking for when they add brands on social media. And the, the big consensus is, People will, will like a brand or follow them on social media when they share and offer content that they're interested in. Yeah. So content's really becoming the main driver for users to connect with a brand online. Yes. So, yeah, people want you to provide them with information to help them with their lives and their businesses. So if you, add, if you are adding value to their lives, the more value you add, the more attractive you are to them as a creator and as a brand. So that's what you've got to keep in the back of your mind is that what value can I add to my audience? And the problem is you've got to keep giving away free stuff consistently. <laughs> and that's the real challenge. You've got to, yeah. give it, got to give it away till it hurts. And that sort of goes against the old uh, paradigm of I want to protect my IP. I, uh, I'm not going to reveal what I do. Well, the reality mm -hmm. is in this, on this very social web, content-rich web, you have no other choice. This is how the game is played now. This is how it works. And um, you can ignore it, but the reality is this is how this new ecosystem, you know, grows. And that's how you attract customers. Yeah, exactly. And, and I know before when people, when brands would start building blogs, the, you know, the, the higher up, the C-suites, they wanted, you know, okay, well, how many leads did this blog post generate to make it worth their while? And so that's not really the case anymore. I mean, really, you have to create the content to get people to pay attention to you, and then the leads come after. And I think that that thought process of we should only create content when it, when it can generate us direct sales just doesn't really hold true anymore. Yeah, you've actually got to build an audience before you need them, and that's what content marketing is about. It's about you know building awareness at the top of the funnel, and that's where I see social very much uh, as that top of the funnel uh, brand awareness. You know that tweet is not going to get you a sale, but uh, that tweet will actually drive traffic to your blog. They'll visit, they'll discover you, and from discovery, then we can lead them into that uh, what. It's called the marketing funnel, and maybe best to call it a marketing ladder because you just don't pour stuff in the top, and it just automatically pops out the bottom. Yeah. It's, it's really this. It's really a climb to get customers to actually become customers, and so and don't underestimate how you know tough that is on a noisy web. Yeah, exactly. I I like that. You have to create your audience before you need them. That's a good 
it's a good little tidbit. Um, so, you know, social media is something that I wanted to talk to you about a little bit more. We are doing a series of one-day conferences throughout the U.S., and then we have one in London in May. And so uh, the last one was in Chicago, and we had an audience member ask our panel at the end of the day. He was really frustrated with the Facebook algorithm, and he said that, to him, he feels it's impossible to get your money's worth on Facebook ads. And so I was on the panel, and the other three people on the panel and I disagreed with him and gave examples of brands that we know have been successful with Facebook ads. But I wanted to get your opinion on um, paid social and where you see it going. I mean, do you recommend it for brands, and how do you think it can be used now and in the future? Um, we're, we're certainly moving from... Um free social web to a more uh, pay-to-play social web. Um, I, I think it's inevitable. Uh, Facebook has uh, got all the data it needs to provide very targeted traffic. Um, and you really need to understand, if you're, if you're paying for traffic at the front end, you've got to understand um, what result is that producing. In other words, at the end of the day, if I'm spending $10, is that producing $20 in... Um, revenue or profit and you've got to know what your gross profit is so social media is going down this path whether you like it or not um, because they've got to monetize the platforms these these big social networks are owned by public shareholders now and they want to return on their investment so when I started it was all about free you know social web was free there was no Facebook ads whereas today the reality is that um, it's growing up, uh, social media is maturing, and the reality is that the whole ecosystem is going to move that way. So we're seeing moves with Instagram and Pinterest to actually monetize their platform. Instagram is owned by Facebook. Uh, you're seeing also the platform WhatsApp owned by Facebook. The reality is not drilling down as, um, as best they could. Do you see anything else in paid social or other areas of digital marketing that you see people doing wrong or see areas where they could improve? Um, well, there's lots of areas we can all improve on. We all have different, uh, I suppose, strengths and weaknesses as marketers and also as brands. Uh, it, it depends on what section you're in. But for me, the focus... I see that's not being addressed enough by a lot of people is is the conversion piece. That's so great getting traffic, but then it's really that conversion uh, aspect I think is becoming more and more important because with social media growing up, the web evolving, the real at the end of the day you've got to convert that traffic into customers. So the real ROI that you know, the analytics are measuring. So I think brands have got to understand and how important it is to actually convert that traffic into customers and measure it and make sure that they are optimizing their conversion. That's an, that's a, that continues to be a journey for everyone is actually getting the traffic and then converting to customers and then becomes a challenge of optimization which only occurs through actually looking at your analytics and working out, okay, what's my earnings per click? You know, how many opt-ins yeah. did I get to the webinar? So. It's the sharper end, like social media has been what I call fluffy for a while, but social media is growing up more quickly now as it matures. And when you have to pay for traffic, such as with a Facebook ad, it's not just about um, getting likes. It's about actually, okay, how many 
how many clicks did I get from that Facebook ad through to my landing page and then how many of those did I convert to email subscribers that I can then reach because that is now my owned digital asset. So it's moving people along from the earned and controlled traffic into the funnel, the marketing funnel that turns it into your owned distribution which is an email list typically at the end of the day. Yeah, I agree. I think that you know, going back to you know, involving, you know, the platforms that we use will continue to evolve and just offer more opportunities for, you know, better conversions for us. So, it's good to just stay on our toes when it comes down to it. Yeah, you've got to be constantly, you know, I suppose never be comfortable with you are and keep optimizing uh, what you're doing online. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, to kind of bring it to a close today, I, I wanted to also ask you, you know, what have you been up to? Is, is there anything, you know, new initiatives you're going to do for your site? I know that you have one book out called Blogging the Smart Way, um, which I need to read, but are you going to write another book in the future? What's next for you and the site? Um, we'll be launching our, um, a digital product uh, in the next few months. So I'm working on that. Um, I'm working also currently on a uh, marketing automation platform. I've just put in place Infusionsoft. So that's important. Um, and so for me now, it's not just about the traffic, it's actually converting that traffic into leads and customers. And that's uh, my journey now. So it's, it's basically the sharper end of the marketing funnel. That's what I'm focusing on now. Uh, I wrote a blog post recently which is called, Do You Have a Traffic Problem or Do You Have a Conversion Problem? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I, for me, I think that's uh, where a lot of marketers need to focus now is on the conversion piece. And there's a lot of, you know, what are called the old internet marketers now becoming, you know, is, they've actually copied a lot of the direct response marketers out of the 80s and 90s. Hmm. And essentially it's about converting that traffic. Uh, into uh, leads and uh, customers. And we've got the analytics to do it with a lot of the platforms. So for me, that's very much uh, where I think brands and also bloggers, uh, if you want to monetize, that's the very sharp end of the funnel. So that's for me is the, uh, the journey at the moment. Awesome, yeah. And that'd be a good journey, like you said, for any brand or blogger to take as well. Yeah, it's very, very important. In other words, it's not just about brand awareness. We've got to actually take them from discovery to, to customer. Definitely. Well, Jeff, thank you so much for joining Marketing Nerds today. I appreciate your time. It's a pleasure, Kelsey, and uh, thank you for the opportunity to, um, to share some ideas. Yeah, for sure. So, again, this is Kelsey Jones, Executive Editor at SCJ, and I'm here with Jeff Bullis, CEO of JeffBullis.com. Thank you. This Marketing Nerds podcast has been brought to you by Search Engine Journal. For more news, interviews, and how-to guides from marketing experts from around the world, visit us at SearchEngineJournal.com.